Hello, hello. Welcome to Box Talk. We got Tiff and Jill here. What's up, Jill? Wood woods. Wood woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about our kids today. Yeah. Our kids or people's kids? Well, maybe a bit of both. Okay. I just, I just kind of want to air out. God, I just, this week has just been so challenging. Um... <laughs> I say that in the sense because I see, I see how big the kids are getting. Time oh. is flying by, and you know, I I remember hearing this from somebody. I'll never forget it. I do forget who told me. <laughs> but kids are always changing. They're growing. They're changing. The personalities are changing. Um, they're developing their new little selves and we are the same we don't change in the same amount of time that they do and I want everybody to understand that if you find this at all challenging for yourself that's normal I don't think I agree with that statement get out yeah why we're always changing as well like well, there's there's in personal development but Maybe for not you. in personality. Yes, we are. I don't know. You're going to grow out of situations. You're telling me, wait till Jack turns, he's like 10 to 13. He's going to be a totally different person. 100%, but so are we. Like, there's people, okay, there's people in your life that two years ago, okay, this is especially in women, two years ago, you were best friends with a girl. Yep. Best friends. Are you? Do you still talk to them? Uh, well, yeah, I do. Is there certain people that you don't still talk to? Definitely. Why? Because you grew apart. Yep, yep. You true. changed. You became different people. You wanted different things. But you can't run away from your children in the sense, like, dropping that kind of relationship. I'm, I'm not saying that you should ever drop those people anyways. There's people in my life that I'm at different stages in life with them. Right. I still love them. Of course. But we change. We evolve. Yep. We go different routes. There, You know, you've got friends who have never had a boyfriend. You have friends who have been married for X amount of years. You have divorce friends. Like, people change. Yeah, you're right. I mean, right. you said it just the other day. Dave and I met when we were kids. We are different people now completely different and people. And you, you grew as different people as well. Right? Yep. Yep. So totally. I disagree with that statement. But our kid, I agree my kid's changing like crazy. Yeah. I just feel like there was such a significant difference from obviously a baby. The innocence. The innocence to once they start hitting elementary school or the age of going to elementary school. You know, so many people said this to me and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were like, wait till your kid goes to school and someone else's personality changes them. And I was like, what? Yeah, it terrified me. What do you mean? But it's true. Like you spend every day all day all night with your kids before they go to school yeah remember that stage yes. like you were just you were crying for an hour without them like ugh. adult time adult time oh please gosh, give me space like and someone offers to take your kid and you're just like yes yes what about that one mom <laughs> she had uh i don't know i didn't i don't watch a lot of cable tv but 
there was this parrot and you found her in the uh, pantry and she's eating a, a piece of licorice and she's like yep yeah, I'm in here yep and I'm eating this licorice and yep they're out there waiting for me and <laughs> I need a motherfucking break <laughs> like oh gosh I've and had... all you hear through the door mommy 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 like I was just you know you I have a mom group that we talk over text and it's just like I was like does your kid ever want to sit on your lap when you're going to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> like, does your kid talk to you seven times when you're in the shower? Just mm-hmm. like, can I have one moment alone? What but, do you do in this? Like, for what you? What do you personally? Oh do? gosh, I would lock myself in the bathroom. Yeah, and like just the banging on the door, you would have to drown it out. Yeah, you do. It's just crazy. So, anyways, you you go through that stage, and that's just like people say that that's just like the red zone. The red zone? Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's the zone where you're just like. You see nothing but, like, dark? <laughs> yeah, it's hell. Like, you just got to get through it. The diapers and the <laughs> shit and <laughs> the crying and the food. Like, you just know The temper tantrum. Right? <laughs> but then you get to, you know, kindergarten and you're just like, oh, yes. Like, four minutes or four hours of peace but then your kid comes home and was like i knew what fuck means what like (laughs) yep and or says a word that you don't even like you don't even know what it means i'm like what does fuggle mean i don't know oh my gosh you know like my kid's in uh grade eight the oldest and He's saying shit. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I have no idea. And, and you and never thought you would be that person. Right? God, no. Like, I always thought, like, like, okay, you're we're so the cool old. Moms. Yeah. <laughs> Don't feel so cool. And I'm asking, like, what does that mean? And, like, their lingo. Like, I was like, I'm always going to be up and up. Like, I'm oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I hear, like, lingo. I'm like, uh, what? What does that mean? What is? What I don't do you get say? It. Like, they're like, well, that's what this means. I'm like, how? How does that mean that? <laughs> Back the phone up. <laughs> but like, I do, I do miss the little phase where they're just like, oh, I know. I mean, I, I mean, I only have one. He always wants to cuddle, and I'm never gonna not like love that. And you'll always be my baby. No, my baby will be. You'll always be my baby. You'll be. Oh, yeah, that's remember. a good book. I'm quoting it wrong. I love I'm you totally forever. I like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. Thank you. Uh, I could recite that whole book to you. <laughs> Shit. But um, you know, Jack was always the little guy that people would always cuddle. Like my cousin, her and uh, she had her, my nephew. Um, same time, three months older he is, and he wasn't a cuddler. So when she'd come over, she'd cuddle Jack. Aww. He was just always the cuddler. But he is still like that, so I'm so thankful for that. No shit. No shit. Yeah, my my youngest is the cuddler. Oh, she is. Yeah, she's a huge cuddler. Yes. Loves she it. She cuddles with me. Yeah. Yeah, she loves it. And I just think that, like, you need to cherish that, but also, like, it changes so quick. Like, well, and this is the challenge, though. So, the challenge for me is I am not a cuddler. Shoot, I, my mom was like that. I'm not 
I just never have been. And I have a daughter who loves to cuddle. And it is challenging for me. I It is hard for me to sit down. Because you're like, personal space. Take a break. Yeah, I'm just like, get the hell off of me. <laughs> Drives me crazy a lot of the times because she's just constantly hanging off me. But I know if I keep denying her of that, I, I can understand and see how that could build a bit of a complex. Yeah, and you're not nourishing those, those aspects yeah, of Yeah, and I do see the importance. So I will totally suck it up and will take a moment and give her the love that she's requiring at the time. But you know what? She also will pick inopportune times. They're just totally not appropriate, like when I'm driving or, you know, when I'm in the middle of a conversation with another adult. You know, these are like obvious times where it's just not I think, yeah, and, it, and I struggle with that too. I'm not the type of person that sits down on the couch and hangs out on the couch. Yeah. Um, I'm always on the go at home, like always. Yeah. Like I'm either doing laundry or I'm food prepping or I'm getting ready for my clients. I'm just never, I've never been that mom that sits and reads or sits and watches TV. It's just not who I am. And so I've had certain scenarios where he's come and grabbed me from something that I'm doing. He's like, let's just sit and cuddle. Aww. And I'm just like, okay, yes. I need to give, I need to feed those moments. Yes. And, and cherish I think, them. I think, too, it's really easy for us women because we are considered multitaskers. Whether you believe in multitasking or not, that is just what we do innately. And... I do feel that it is really important just to take that moment anyways and sit down and just chill out. You know, there is a saying, kids make us younger. They just do. As much stress that we can go through and whatever. That they they put us through. That they put us through. But we would still fucking die for those little fuckers. And we would still do anything in our power to make them happy even though that they are driving us crazy. Isn't that crazy? As much as they drive us nuts, we still want to give them the world. Like, I don't know if you feel this, but I constantly am like, okay, I don't get recognition. Cute. Do you hear that little kid? Oh, my God. She has got the cutest little voice. We don't, we don't get, for the longest time, we're like, just oh, get me through this phase. Like, this is hell phase. Right. To, like, you know, you are constantly taking those moments to yourself and needing them and then there's going to be moments where we're like I just want to have my kid back like Mm. I miss those cuddles I miss the time and it's going to go faster than you think it already is we've we were just talking about how fast this is going like grade one and his personality is sometimes he does things that I'm like who are you Mm. like that's interesting that you're into that (laughs) you know when did this start yeah like okay (laughs) interesting luckily my child is like he has the same interest as me so i am really enjoying that no kidding could you imagine having a kid that's so opposite of you well it happens all the time i see it and you know, it's uh, sometimes it's sad because, you know, it's a it's the little minion that you made and you cannot connect with them. 
And you want to nurture that too and not try and make them something they're not. Yeah, totally. I think like, you know, you'll hopefully get people in their life that are closer to what they are into too. Well, you're going to, you're going to have, you're going to have party friends. You're going to have book club friends. You're going to have your band friends. Yeah. You know, like, it's okay, it's good to have different types of friends. Especially ones that challenge you. Like, yeah. I, luckily, right now, Jackson's at a young age where his friends are probably more, who knows if they'll be there. You know, like, they're just his play friends. Let's assume not. Let's assume not. I yeah. mean, if you think back to how many friends you really had in school I have one girlfriend one girlfriend maybe Mm. more that we've been friends since I was in grade I want to say three um well we have an incomer pardon no it's not safe (laughs) oh um okay well, let's take a break for a second. We got a visitor. Hang tight. And we're back. <laughs> we just wanted to, well, my nephew came over. I haven't seen him for a while and he's knocking on the door because he's leaving. He went to say goodbye. So I had to give him a little hug. Little hug and kiss. He ain't so little anymore. Kid's huge. How old is he? He is 20. Okay. And I remember the day he was born. Oh. Yeah. See, that's weird. Like, I was just, like, thinking the other day, there's these two kids that I used to nanny growing up, Mm -hmm. um, and they're both graduated now, and it's just, like... It made me feel so old. <laughs> it's just like, holy holy heck, like the time flew. Like I used to hold you and rock you and feed you bottles. Yeah. And now they're just women. Like I, I can't talk to you like a little girl anymore. No. No. And that's like Brayden here. He is this tall, handsome guy. And I remember... He was like this annoying little kid when he was little. And then as he was growing up, I was like, oh my God, I'm so worried about him in high school. I'm like, I don't know if anybody's going to, I don't know if he's going to, is he going to make friends? Is he going to be one of those kids? Is he going to get beat up? Like, kids can be so cruel. He has such a hard time because, (coughs) excuse me, he has, he was born with one arm. And so... You know, he had some challenges with kids over the years. Yeah. Um, but nothing he couldn't overcome. It's probably made him more confident, I think. Totally. Or just, you know. <coughs> uh, Excuse me. <clears throat> made it so other aspects in his life. He just, he has conquered through so much already. Yeah. That it was just, those are more of a cakewalk. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt that way too. Things were just a bit of a I cakewalk. I think God won't give us anything that we can't handle in life. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, so what were we talking about? How quick they grow up. <coughs> Excuse that. me. Goodness. This flu season, I tell you, like, 
once those kids, especially like when summer's over and the kids go back to school, it's just like, it, ugh, that's the one thing that I don't love about school is you drop them off healthy and they come back sick. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, how do you, how, do, <coughs> how did you handle your kids' first sleepovers? Oh, sleepovers. Well, we were actually really good for that because we had been doing sleepovers with the kids since they were born. Yeah. And we would send them over to their grandparents' house. And I, I think I more so mean friend sleepovers because I've been doing that too. I mean, Jack would but I sleep felt like that under was a, a tree if he needed to. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I know this cough. I don't know. Oh, great. Another child. Oh, Nova. The fur baby. <laughs> she talks a lot. Okay, let's just wait a second and start hearing what she's going to say. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What is she doing? She's sitting in the corner trying to be a part of this podcast. She's like, talk about me. I'm I'm a baby. She's like, I don't get it. She opened the door. She wanted to come in. See, this is like a fur baby thing. No, this is typical children. Dude. They need to be involved in everything. They won't (laughs) give you the hour you need of space. No. (laughs) And it's funny because I actually feel like training dogs raising children are almost the same thing oh i think having a puppy is harder yeah but it's like it's the same thing you're dealing with the same things it's like you got to be consistent you got to feed them they got to go outside you got (laughs) to you got to walk them you got to keep them exercised uh listen to this i know this is so funny oh my gosh let's talk about the um you know, your youngest, Charlie, she's 11? No. Nine. No, she's nine. Nine. She sounds like she's 11. Do you still have <coughs> the urge, like, when you see a baby or, you know, you see pregnant women, are you, like, baby fever? Totally. Does that ever go away? Yes and no. It goes and comes back. Because I... doesn't really... Oh, man. I don't know door. what it is about this year. I have the craziest baby fever. Yeah. But then I only want to be pregnant. I don't want a newborn. I know. <laughs> Isn't that weird? And I just want a newborn and, like, for it just to stay that size. Oh, you're the opposite. Yes. Like, I want to feel that belly. I want to feel whole. I want to grow something in my belly again. Yeah, that is definitely a biological clock ticking right there. Okay, anywho, so that, I have that feeling, but then when I think about actually having a newborn and breastfeeding and being locked down to another human, I'm just like, ugh. What do you like? Ugh. 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 Okay, okay, we get it, we get it. No, for real, but... I also, like, I don't know, both my sisters-in-laws are expecting, my girlfriend Audrey's expecting, I want a baby. I know, but it's not just the baby you're getting. Yeah, I You're getting sleepless nights, you're you're getting, when the baby grows, it's turning into a toddler, not to mention how many 
fucking diapers you're gonna have to change you know what i actually liked changing diapers yeah when there's shit going up their back <laughs> i dude i was just with my girlfriend baby's four months old uh the shirt husband picks up the baby uh Liz, baby needs to see you puts it back in the seat she, oh, he she knew. fuck her i couldn't believe <laughs> that happened she poor baby takes him out and she can smell the shit and i i mean i couldn't smell it because it's not my baby i mean when you have your own child you can smell their shit from a mile away it's like burnt mustard. Yes. Yeah. Well, it looked like burnt mustard when she picked him up because it was all up his back. And he wouldn't change the diaper? I don't think he knew. I don't think that oh, okay. he even, like... But I will say that, like, men changing diapers, I think, is so funny. Because oh they're just, like... It's just, like... It almost is worse. Because <laughs> that wipe is going everywhere. And she's like, oh, god. Oh, God, yeah. My uh, brother-in-law, so he had twins. Oh, no. And he literally, it was so messed up. And the, the, the strong woman in me was, like, so furious. But he could not change a diaper <laughs> without throwing up. It was the most pathetic thing I've no. ever. I'm not kidding. It was, like, Mary's funny some videos. Like, any time he tr- attempted to try and change a diaper it was like full-on gag reflex taking over his body <laughs> like it was like the exorcist that is so funny oh my god it was like pathetic yeah like things don't gross me out at all like i i probably could have been a nurse because i just don't like i mean i give myself needles when i inject my vitamins like i just nothing grosses me out so right. poopy diapers i was like ah, oh, whatever Totally. I will say that changing another kid's diaper, I find very weird. Got it. As after I had Jackson. Before I had Jackson, didn't phase me whatsoever. Now, uh, have you ever heard of women breastfeeding each other's babies? Yeah. So my sister-in-law has an older sister. (laughs) And my nephew and, I guess, so her nephew. So these two sisters had um, kids at the same time. I think they're about a month apart. Mm -hmm. And my sister-in-law was, um, her sister was having trouble breastfeeding. was like, from day one. He doesn't breastfeed. He won't take my boob. I believe it was like a week or two weeks that this little boy was born and alive. And she said... Met, like, let is me he still alive? So is he still Yeah, like okay. they had Ooh. gone to formula. You just sounded like he wasn't around anymore. She, oh, no, sorry. Actually, they didn't do formula. He did bottle. She pumped nonstop. Oh, shit. So she, my sister-in-law said, um, took him upstairs one day and ended up latching on to her boob and fully fed him. Whoa. So she came downstairs and she said, it's not him, it's you. Oh, my and God taught her sister how to breastfeed and now this little guy gets the boob and I'm like that's beautiful so did sorry so the so your nephew so it's two sisters yes and I know my cousins they did the same thing so it's two sisters again because one of my cousins got a mastitis okay and so my other cousin fed um the nephew 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Do I think that had I been friends, because I don't have a blood sister besides, I mean, she's 18 years younger than me. I wouldn't, she wouldn't have breast milk at the same time. Do I think that I would let a stranger? No way. What about like your best friend? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Aww. I would let my sister, yeah. laws. I trust them. Like mm-hmm, both mm-hmm. Ray and Jelaine, I would for sure let them breastfeed my child. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I met some girls um, out in Cali. They just live totally different, and it was, um, it was a babysitting thing. So one mom would go to work, and the other one would watch the babies. And they didn't want to, um, they didn't want to use formula, so they breast breastfed each other's children. Every day, it was just like a swap out. But that is just literally what they had to do. I think that it would be interesting breastfeeding someone else's child. Yes. Um, well, Selma Hayek. Because that it's... woman had enough breast milk to feed a village, and she fu- she did it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, she went to a village, and she breastfed newborn babies. What? Yes. I feel like that could have been me. Right? I went from, like, remember I said I went from, like, B cups to E cups? Dude. I had so, like, I would fill two bottles when That's I'd pump. insane. It was crazy. So, I feel like that could have been my job. No kidding. <laughs> Just the cow. Well, the <laughs> But, um, I, I don't know. I feel like Jackson, when I would breastfeed him, like, he would lock eyes with me to the point that I was, like, Aww. made me feel awkward. <laughs> you say, ah, I'm, like, please look away. <laughs> look away, child. It's such an intimate moment with your child. Yes, it is. It's, like, I don't care it what is. anyone says. It's so intimate. I love breastfeeding. That yeah. is my favorite part about having a baby was that. And it was the skin on skin. I love that part. Love I it. hated sitting there for an hour. Oh, an hour? Jesus, no thanks. Well, not an hour, but you know what I mean by like, I don't know. It was just the fact of being like, now I see people on the go feeding. I think it's hilarious. Dude, totally. <clears throat> um, do you have any crazy stories when your kids were little? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Um Okay, so the the one that is like comes to my mind easily because it was like for me it was devastating. This is I don't know if you want to find this devastating or not, but I was I I think I had a bit of postpartum and I had a real hard time getting out of bed. That could have had a lot to do with the lack of sleep. And Cone was in his own crib in his room. And I was Again, just really struggling getting out of bed. And it ended up happening. Well, okay. The first time it happened, I got up and I heard him like making a racket. So I'm like, okay, it's time to get up. I got to go get my kid. I go in there and he had taken the shit out of his diaper. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. Let's get he- it. He smeared that shit <laughs> all over his crib. That is so common. Why? Up his nose, <laughs> in his fucking ears, on the walls. I was like, are Gagging. you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, 
And I was like, because with the postpartum I was dealing with, I was obsessed with cleaning and having everything clean. And honestly, I was just like mortified. So the next morning, I had troubles getting out of bed. (laughs) The next morning. The next morning. You think I would have learned. And I go in there and again, Picasso. No. Picasso shit (laughs) everywhere. And I just like poop (laughs) Casso. Up the nose, in the ears, anywhere that he could have reached, it was there. And I (laughs) the rage, the rage. I sometimes I just like I had to walk away and just be like, Okay, Tiff, take a deep breath. Yeah. Just one foot in front of the other, buddy. Do not look at the big picture here. Oh, my God. So this actually went on with more fingers than I had on my hands. For he, I, he went over a dozen times. He'd done that every day. Shoot. And, and, and then it just got to a point. It didn't matter what time I woke up at. So there was just a point where I just had to set my alarm and just make sure I was up before he was. And... It was, I just couldn't believe, I couldn't believe I was not learning my lessons sooner. 12 fucking times. How does that happen? How like they did, was he not old enough to comprehend not to do that? No, like, he was still in diapers. Like he was still in his crib. Yeah, shoot. Yes. It was like, ugh. I don't have any of those. Like, I, oh my God. Oh, one time Jack shit on the kitchen floor. Like my in-laws hated that I would let him wander without a diaper sometimes and I was just like he needs an air it out and Jack's always had like pretty well in doubt for his age like when, when he penis. was born yeah <laughs> when he was born the nurse was like oh my I've never seen such a big penis on a newborn and I was like <gasps> shut up I was mortified door. I was 21 I'm like that's not what you want to hear <coughs> and so when I let him like <laughs> cruise without a diaper people thought it was awkward i think like my in-laws were like uh let's get a diaper on this kid and anyways one time i was like no like he needs to air it out he's got a bit of a little rash and he shit on their kitchen floor oh my god (laughs) i felt so bad why i would think that'd be hilarious Uh, they obviously didn't think it was funny yeah well no i think she laughed but or maybe she wasn't there, actually. But, oh, frig, we laughed. And then that was this far extent of our poop. But one time, Jack and I, he had to have been, he knew how to talk. So I want to say he was, he learned how to talk pretty quick. I think he was about two. We had him in the cart, you know, in, like, the little seated area. And there was a guy um, in front of us. And I was wearing this tiny little tank top. And he, like, I wasn't wearing a bra. And he, like, pulled my tank top off. Pardon me? As I'm holding groceries. Who did? Oh, oh, Jack did. Jack did. Oh, Jesus. And he said, milk, boobies, to the guy. (laughs) And I'm holding groceries. I'm like, now I'm chucking them on this belt, which... It, I had grabbed them and it wasn't like food wasn't pushed forward enough, so I had to put them down. And the guy's like laughing, and I'm just like mortified. Oh, you're so young too. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, where else do you shop?" <laughs> 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 I was just like, 
like I'm gonna kill this kid. Oh my god. <laughs> How about when kids go, Mommy, why is she so fat? Or like when like right in, in front of them. Yeah, or in the swimming pool, he's like, We're in the shower and we go to um Walnut Grove. So it's it, the population around there is a lot of Asians. Yeah. Um and they tend to have the the older women tend to have a lot of hair. And he's like <laughs> looks over at this woman and he's like, "You know, this is the girls' change room. The boys' one's next door." Oh my <laughs> god. I was mortified. I was like, "Shut up, shut up, shut up." Oh yeah. Like, you know, you're just like, "Stop talking." But yeah, the the big one is like um when they say it loud enough for them to hear. Dude, it's so And it's not, and that's, that's not fair because they don't know. No, they don't know. We saw a, um, a small person at Costco. Is that the correct word? Not a midget? I know you're not supposed to say midget. Um, Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, a small dwarf? person. A small person. A small person. That's sure. what usually what I call them. Okay. Um. And he was, he looked like a really fun dude, but, uh, Jack pointed at him and said, why are you the same size as me? And and I was just like, you know, I, you want to explain to them in that moment, but you want to also be respectful. And he also looked over at him and said, like, how do you reach stuff on the top shelf? (laughs) And I was like, Jack said that. Yeah. And the guy started laughing. Luckily, he had an easy heart about it. Oh. And I was like, well, how do you reach stuff on the top shelf? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reaction, actually. You know, it's just like, uh. you have to teach them in a charismatic way so that you're not shaming them. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think one of the, my best situations was um, I volunteer for Special Olympics. And Jackson had come around from an early age of just, like, learning to talk with these athletes. And most of them are adults. And they're they're not crazy high-functioning, um, a lot of them. So, you know, there is a lot of stuff that you have to work through, especially with them. Um, There's a, I can't remember. Anyways, I one time Jackson was at the long pit with a couple of my athletes, and he took off his diaper and pooped Shoot. <laughs> in Shoot. the sand like he oh seen, like a cat like he had seen her dog. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the athletes, I had been over helping at the ball throw, and one of the athletes picked him up from pooping oh, shit. and had decided to run around the track with him and this boy was not very high functioning. Oh, shoot. And so I see him running with my child without his pants on and his short and I'm like, what is going on? <gasps> and he's hanging a, he's hanging a coattail. <laughs> oh, like, my oh. gosh. And he runs over and he's like, Coach Jill, Jack shitting. And I'm like, Okay, like you should have left him over there to poop and finish, and we could have cleaned it up. But now you got poop, little poop (laughs) droplets all over the track. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. Oh my god! But from an early age, he had been around 
a lot of different um, special needs adults. So he learned how to like deal with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, kids are so resilient. Totally. You really can put them in any situation. Or I mean, mostly. I, I have seen a lot of kids with like really bad separation anxiety and and whatnot. But I mean, generally, kids are very resilient. I mean, if you talk about something that's like totally devastating like if it was sexual abuse or <coughs> a big move um like moving across the country starting new new schools being separated from your parents a lot of these things children just have this ability to put it away and move keep moving forward i think there's you know a fact in that too that sometimes it's not the healthiest to go that route and to and to encourage that because there's things in my life that I need to work backwards to yes. um, get over. And, you know, there's certain stuff that goes on in our childhood that we sometimes as adults still haven't dealt with. Totally. Totally. Um, but, you know, there's, there's also the studies that show that if you have, say, a set of twins or a set of siblings they all been raised the same they all have the same upbringing a scenario happens they have each other well not just that but say a scenario happens and they all see it happening differently i think that affects them differently yes so you cannot Mm -hmm. control the complexes that your children will have because when your children get older and they'll tell you you know these scenarios that kind of that they remember that they remember and it gave them a complex they'll be nothing to you but because it sent set off certain emotions for them that is what we reside with as adults those are the issues and problems that we got to work through and how it made us feel in the end of I think the biggest thing too, you'll block out certain memories of, 100%. in that memory. So, yes. you know, you've got three kids, they get, say they go ice fishing with their dad. Um, you know, one kid remembers every detail from the car ride there to, you know, catching their first fish. The girl remembers the dad getting mad at them and yelling at them nonstop about a situation that happened. It ruined that mom- that memory for her. You know, and then the oldest remembers something completely different. Totally. And it's like those little triggers are so different, vast, per child. Yep. And there's a lot of scenarios like you will not have any control over. You'll hear them as, you know, our kids get older and the things that they remember and you'll be like, whoa, that's not what happened or that's what you got from it. Like... So when we deal with these complexes, it, don't, it doesn't matter what it is. I remember having to sit back and go back into my childhood and think of why I had the sense of the feeling that I wasn't worthy. I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And the one memory I had to go back to, I was with my friend. I lived down the road from her. And she was a liar. She always lied about things. And I always believed her. And she lived at one end of the street. I lived at the other. And I, we were, we were going to go to her house to play. Clearly, she didn't want to play. So she basically told me if I went down the road, all of the telephone lines were going to fall down on my head. 
And I believed her. And I actually, in that moment, believed that I wasn't capable of doing something. I wasn't good enough. Um, I was a failure. And then, you know, all these other emotions I had to work through as an adult because of that scenario. And that was something that nobody had any control over. Nothing. I wasn't in danger. I was with my friend. She was the same age as me. My mom seen us playing. My mom was very protective over us and really, really pushed. Uh, she would not let just anybody watch us because she was worried of these horrific things that yeah. could happen. And they're real scenarios. I mean, obviously she was coming from experience at some point, but luckily we would never experience to uh, any of that. But that moment for me was a defining moment. Yep. And it's really, really it's bizarre. It's something that to take you remember. That. Yeah. Yeah. And it's how I remembered it is how it made me feel. So, it, you know, again, yeah, we're really resilient. Um, who knows? I mean, I never thought I was not old enough to define those feelings for myself. But I do think that it is in our nature to come across these scenarios and having to work through them. I think, like, the biggest thing is you can turn it around. Like, Absolutely. I, you know, all my life I have been told by people that I have, you have dad issues. Like Daddy like, issues? Oh, yeah, I love yeah. that one. Yeah, you know, and it's, it to me, I'm like, now, because I'm... <coughs> In my later 20s, I'm like, yeah, you know, I do. And I did. And I, it's something that I work through. And it's something that I've had to challenge and push through. Um, you know, my dad left at an early, early age. My mom was so young, 21 with three kids. She was navigating her way. And she lost her dad to cancer mm. at 21, you know? So it's like she didn't have her dad to lean on and then she had a male figure that completely um destroyed all her confidence and she just was raising these three kids and then you know made some mistakes along the way <clears throat> dated men that weren't worthy of her time and also weren't worthy of being in building into my life as a girl Right. Um, and certain scenarios, you know, went down. My stepdad, you know, was a little bit, he was raised very poorly and very off-kiltered. And it took a few scenarios of him crossing boundaries to make my mom learn that about him and to push him out of our life. But this van was also in my life for 14 years. And he wasn't, he wasn't always inappropriate he I will say that he raised me a certain way in my younger years that maybe I didn't know how to accept a father's love properly maybe maybe he felt like this is how you're supposed to love a daughter it's acceptable to you know <clears throat> like I don't know there is just certain scenarios where, you know, as I'm getting into my older age, age, like I was in grade seven, I was like, I don't think that you take baths with your stepdad. You know what I mean? And we mm -hmm. never did together, but asking that, I was like, no, I don't think that's appropriate. Like, but not knowing because I didn't have a dad, mm. you know, and that was the only thing I knew of a father. 
And so, you know, telling telling my mom and getting away from that scenario and she instantly was like, We're out of here and ended it and and I look back now and I'm like I've I feel bad for my old stepdad because I'm like maybe he just didn't know like what mm. was normal because he was raised so freaking wrong yeah true and I had I to guess, uh... get to a point in my life where I had I forgive him like I forgive the fact that he maybe didn't know if it was right or did like it it just isn't something that wears on my life anymore. well you have you have zero control over that <laughs> i at that didn't point. i was so young even now i mean the only thing that you have control over is how you deal and how you view that yeah but yeah carrying it on through you know looking at i mean i don't have a daughter now and i feel like if i if i did I'd be so careful about who I brought her around. For sure. You know, because there, I realized how affected I am about from my father's actions as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I got affected so much differently than my brothers. And I don't, I don't think it's just like what you took from the story, what I took from the story. I think as girls and women growing up, we just tend to have that nurturing where we we want that love all the time. Right, right. From differently a male's from, perspective. Differently from a boy and a male. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. You want to feel that connection um, from an early, early age. And so when it's tainted so young, I'm, there's there's so many ways to grow from that and not hold on to that like I don't hold on to the fact that I have dad issues it doesn't weigh on me I still deserve so much and I know that about myself so I think that's a huge advice giver for single people out there with girls protect their little innocence oh totally yeah totally yeah well there you go huh what else can we add to this today? This is poopy. A, <laughs> the, the poopy. The poopy. The poop. Yeah. Well, if you guys have any funny stories about your kids or, you know, anything that you want to share with us, we would love to hear it. <laughs> Shoot us a DM. Find us on Instagram on Box Talk Podcast. Um, you'll see us on our Instagram. You'll see all the platforms are available there to listen to the podcast and share it. But also shoot us a message and, you know, let's hear your stories. Okay? Yeah. Cool. We signing off? Have a good week. All right. Ciao for now. Bye.